everybody. This is Maria Pesson, founder of For Women Over 50, a site and a Facebook group that helps women live their best lives after 50. I always say um, we have our next act be our best act. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And I think it's true. I know I'm living um, my best life. I hope you all are too. So today's podcast features Linda Goog. And I hope I said that right. Did I say that right? Close. <laughs> Googe, like screw. Right. I'm trying to do that. Anyway, so I didn't say it right. But anyway, let me introduce Linda. And Linda is going to tell you a little bit about herself. Hey, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you very much for the invitation, Maria. My name is Linda Googe. And I am a former dance pro choreographer turn reflexologist. So how did that happen? Um, what can I say when life hands you something sour? Um, I had, I guess, uh, an experience that you would call a dancer's uh, worst nightmare. And I traumatically injured both my feet at the same time. And that's really my story, my story of how I managed to find my way out of that darkness into um, what I refer to as a second calling. That's where it started. So you hurt your feet and you said, oh my God, my career's over. So what yep. happened next? Yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was curtains for sure. And I, I found myself in a situation of where the doctors gave up on me um, God bless them. I had great doctors. I, I'm not putting the medical um, people down whatsoever. I was fortunate to have um, <clears throat> one doctor who, who had known me through other injuries who said, Linda, um, this one's a mystery, but I know you and you have to go and figure yourself out. He gave me some reading and some websites and, you know, that he was always available to me, but I had um, basically saturated the use of cortisone in both my feet for the pain. So I know you're saying like, what did she do? I did everything imaginable at the same time to both feet, um, nerve damage, killing off nerves, uh, plantar fasciitis, um, you know, swelling, paralyzation. <laughs> it, was, it was all there. And I found myself um, crying on my back deck that summer, not being able to walk. Um, I, you know, I could move slightly. Um, I had these worky boots, I called, that were the only thing that I could wear that I could get into. And I really couldn't bend the feet. I could just kind of stamp a little. But um, from there, it was a whole lot of soul searching and reading. And I just knew, I knew in my mind's eye and in my heart, in my gut, that this wasn't my end. I mean, this is not how I saw myself, you know, ending everything that I had been and accomplished. Plus I was a single mom at the time. So I just, you know, gathered that inner strength that comes from uh, the kind of training I came from. And I drew on that. And God bless my son at the time. Um, he was also very athletic. 
And together, um, he helped me create a number of exercises. And I, I did something called sandbox ballet, but you know, hot sand is very good for the feet. And I, I couldn't move my toes. I mean, I would just sit there and stare at them and talk to them and will them to move again. I, it, it, was, um, it was very, very strange, but it's amazing. That was kind of scary. It was very scary to be, you know, I, I had knee pads, his soccer knee pads, and I, I would, that's how I got around. I mean, I hate to say it, and I had a stool in every corner of my house, and that's how I cooked at the stove is on the stool. And then I had the knee pads for, for moving around. And it was a long time before I was able to, to really, you know, walk. And this wasn't an overnight fix. It was through an article that I was reading on reflexology. And it was if, like, it was if a guardian angel just took something hard and hit me on the head to, to wake me up. And something just moved me to call the woman that wrote this article. And she ended up being my reflexology teacher. And I'd said to her, her name was Diana, lovely woman. You know, everything you've explained to me, Diana, is, is in pairs where you, you work on each other and this is how you learn. But I'm, I'm in so much pain, I can't be touched. So I don't know that, you know, reflexology is really for me or the answer. And I, you know, I was straight up and said, listen, I know you're running reflexology courses. I, I don't want to be a reflexologist. I just want to fix myself. And she laughed and she said, here's the thing. You don't have to have a partner. You can be your own partner and you can work your feet through self-reflexology. And I'm going to help you with that. And that's what I did. Only what happened, a twist of fate is I absolutely fell in love with the, the science and the, the art form and the beauty of this compassionate, holistic touch called reflexology. And I, I just fell for it and thought, well, I'm, I've gone this far. I might as well get my certification. So over a long period of time, like it takes the better part of a year, I started to get results. So this was really quite something. And, you know, I would work on other people and I'd, then I'd have to work on myself. But as I did, I started, it was almost like dance for me. So very much like choreography where one move leads to another. Um, you know, you don't just show up and kick your leg over your head. Your body isn't ready for it. And reflexology is the same way. You know, there's, there's warm-ups and there's, you know, subtleties and things to reflex before you get into, you know, the, the mainstream. And so through this, um, I started to make notes and study and read and really perfect something that most reflexologists don't, and that is self-healing. And it was really through that journey that I ended up writing an audiovisual book, Reflexology to Go. <laughs> and, and that was the stepping stone to, to speaking. So my journey from this doom and gloom took me into becoming a practitioner, um, writing a book, and 
kind of building this ongoing snowball of everything in my life from who I was to who I was becoming. And that that shift wasn't, okay, give up everything you're about. It, it was just, hey, look what you can add to the mix now. And that's, you know, that's kind of what happens sometimes over 50 is, you know, the cork gets unplugged because you're, you're ready, you're ready to handle things you would never have expected. You know, I wondered why now, like, why did this happen to me? I wanted the answer right there and then. Well, we don't always get the answers when we want them. The answers come when they're supposed to. So you just have to, you know, believe and believe in yourself and stay positive. So basically How that- How long did it take you to heal yourself? About six years. Wow, that took a long time. But yeah. that's before you found, how long before you found um, reflexology? Well, reflexology was found the, the summer of my injuries. That's exactly when I found it because I, I was desperate to, to save myself. And that's, that's really where it all began. So from, from there, I just, you know, decided to mature this, uh, I guess, you know, this new talent that I realized I had. And I took you reflexology six years to work or were you going? No, no, I became a reflexologist within a year. And following that, I continued to study. So I not only got um, certified for feet, I was certified for hands and ears and face. And I became a reflexology teacher at one point. Um, It became a little too much for me with everything that I was also still involved in, in, in show business. I, I was now back into event planning and being able to be on my feet and do other things. So um, I chose a route of becoming a reflexology examiner. I was actually very instrumental with a designation called RCRT, which is the highest designation in Canada for, for reflexologists. It's like getting your, um, it's like when you're a lawyer and you do your, you do your exams, but then you have to do your board exams. That's what RCRT is. And so I am an RCRT examiner and I was instrumental in the education for developing, um, that, that level, that status, if you will, through, um, the reflexology association of Canada, which I belong to. So that reflexology, I've had it done to me many, many times as a local place that I've been going to for years. So I'm a big advocate of it, especially since my feet bother me just after years of wearing high heels. Yes. Really don't feel good. And also I have other things that cause um, my feet to bother me. So it's really, I find it really helpful and I get, Reiki, like you said, on your arms, your shoulder, not Reiki, I'm sorry, reflexology on my arms, my shoulders, my neck, my ears. So by the time I leave that place, I'm like floating. You're floating. Well, you know, um, I think I, I mentioned this to you before that I always, I consider reflexology miscongeniality. And I say that because it's friends with every modality. 
if someone is going for, say, massage therapy, or they're going for acupuncture, um, reflexology is a complement to that service. And it's, it's nice for people to alternate because they work together and mm -hmm. it, it doesn't intrude on, it doesn't intrude with medications. It doesn't intrude with other um, holistic services. I mean, it's, it's so gentle. You don't take your clothes off. You know, I know, like, I like that part. <laughs> Too. and it's a pain in the neck to take your clothes off yeah. kind of weird yeah it's not everybody wants to do that and as we we age you know there's just certain things that you're comfortable with or not comfortable with but back to the feet you know that saying when your feet hurt everything hurts well that's because the reflexes that are found on the feet um they're like a map they're a road map to the entire body and we explain we what reflexology is a little bit to people because I don't think that everybody knows what that is. Okay, so reflexology is is really it's an it's a natural healing art and science, and it's based on key reflexes that are in the entire body. And so through the feet and hands, it's a map of the body. And so I could reflex. Um, the brain, which is in the tips of the fingers, I can reflex the kidneys, you know, the liver, um, all of our systems, the endocrine system, you know, the respiratory system, the circulation system. So it's, it's this beautiful mapping and it's done with pressure points through um, touch, through, through, through the touch of the fingers and the thumbs and the different techniques that are used with the hands. And so it's different than massage therapy. It's different than acupuncture because there's no needles, but, but they're you know, similar in some senses. Reflexology, um, it's, it, can be, it can be a little gentler, if you will. So what it's really good for in many cases is people like, um, or say go, going through cancer, and they're having treatments, but you know they're they're very tender and they're fragile. Sometimes having a, um, a gentle reflexology treatment, you know, depending on you know how what the level of where their pain is, if they can tolerate it, then it helps to. Um, it's a natural painkiller because it, it works on the nervous system. And it also helps to detox the body. And it's all through how we're reflexed. We also work the meridians that are, that are of the energy zones that run throughout the body. So basically that's, you know, reflexology, uh, you know, simply explained. Now, some say, Linda, what's the difference between, you know, foot reflexology and hand reflexology? They have the same roadmap, but hands are, they're like our emotional messengers. You know, that's why you see, we're, we're always waving our hands when we're talking. And well, that's because they're, they're close to the close to our heart and they express, they express our emotions. So when we work with hands, it's, it's a bit gentler and very, very helpful for those that are say grieving um, because they're so emotional working the hands um, sometimes can bring people to tears at a time 
of grief, which is great because it's such a release. Where the feet, you go a little deeper with the pressure. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, you can, you know, get in there just a little deeper or whatever, but you, you always, you work with the client, with the recipient to say, how is this pressure? Like you, you are constantly exchanging energy together and not everybody's the right reflexologist for you. I wrote an article basically saying, you know, just like you get interviewed for a job, you know, you need to, you know, you pick your hairdresser because it's very personal and not every hairdresser is the right one for you. Well, not every reflexologist is that right exchange for you. There might be somebody that just doesn't have a touch that makes you feel great. So you have to, you have to shop around. Um, I think in any kind of um, service that is very personal, um, you really have to pick and choose who's right and wrong for you. Now that doesn't mean they're a bad reflexologist or a bad massage therapist. It's just not your personal choice. Right. I find that different masseuses or reflexologists, um, some are some really work with me and some I just feel like it misses. So I know. Yeah, you just don't have that that connection. Um, Yeah, it's 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 special. Like it's when you exchange energy, it's the same as choosing friends. You know, there are some friends. that you go shopping with and other friends you just always talk with. It's, it doesn't make them not your friend, it's just the way you share. And mm-hmm. reflexology is, is like that, that, that exchange. And it's very, very personal because you're, you know, that you're trusting that person with your body. So any recommendations for people who have pain in their body? What should they do? That have pain in their body? Yes, because reflexology, I think, kind of works in your whole body. So if you have like back pain or you have foot pain. What well, do you- we, we do something called an assessment, just like going to the dentist for the first time. And, you know, the forms are filled out and that person is assessed. So if, say, you came to me and you were having you know, shoulder pain and neck pain, I would ask you, first of all, um, we're not doctors and we don't prescribe. And I make that quite clear, but we work with whatever medical team that, um, you know, is in your court. So have, you know, what is your doctor? I always check, what does your doctor say about this? Has your doctor recommended that this would be Um, a safe service for you? What other things are you doing for your health? And you put all this information together before you design, um, you know, a reflexology plan. And, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's really the best answer to give you because it's, it's like saying, um, you know, you got five choices here for, for dinner, (laughs) you could pick any of them. So you have to be very, very specific um, because there's probably a hundred kinds of back pain and other things that are going on with you because it's all connected. So not to, to diagnose, but to, um, just work in association with what's already in place, 
you know, has that person had. That makes so much sense. I am so glad you shared that with us. You know, um, I myself have Parkinson's disease, so I always look at um, things outside of just medicine to help me, you know, with that so that I'm, I kind of not arrested, but I slow the progression of it down. Yeah. Yes. And to me, massage and reflexology is, is one of the important pillars of what I need to do to give myself the most vibrant health possible. So I think that this was really great information and I thank you for sharing it. Um, I'm gonna change gears a minute. I'm gonna ask you um, a question that I ask everybody, which is what, since you turned 50, what three superpowers do you now have? <laughs> okay, so I would say the first superpower would be the art of self-reinvention. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, how to embrace, you know, the shift that happens to, to all of us in, in many ways, whether a parent dies or you like something's something traumatic I think has happened to most most women and it for some reason it it does happen over 50 and never would I have ever dreamed that my injuries would open the doors to you know to my unexpected calling of reflexology so so yeah that superpowers led me to um, being a private practitioner, becoming a reflexology examiner, becoming um, a, a speaker and, a, and, you know, a wellness presenter. So that's number one. Um, the other one I, I refer to as presto manifesto, and it's, it's not Italian pasta. It's, <laughs> it's manifestation. Um, I think I learned how to, to clear the clutter you know, the clear the clutter in the mind. I mean, this, this, this power um, no longer um, is filled with unnecessary worry. And, you know, I have a new understanding, I think that helps me set myself up to, you know, to co-create. So I like to say, like, believe it, achieve it, receive it. You know, it's, it's a, it's a positive thing. And being able to have manifestation work with, you know, self-reinvention is, is a strong combination. And my third, um, I would say is my heightened intuition. And that power uh, every woman has. And we, we have a tendency to forget that we do have that. And, you know, mothers are very strong, intuitive, um, but then as they get so busy, um, it isn't until we're over 50 that we have more self-time to, you know, discover um, our own feelings and, and basically em embrace um, what we never really had time to uh, look inside for. And, and so I find my my intuition has, has totally heightened because I've, you know, embraced meditation and, um, you know, the self-reflexology and that whole journey just, I don't know, like it's just revealed itself to me. So putting them all together, 
um, those three superpowers um, are a pretty good team. Sounds like it. Sounds like you've had a lot of growth since you've turned 50. <laughs> it's, I like being over 50. It's fun. You have a lot more freedom. I know I have a lot more freedom than I did before. My kids are grown. Um, I started my own business, which gives me a lot of time freedom. So it's been a good journey being over 50. I've enjoyed it. I want to thank you, Linda, for being on our podcast. You are fabulous. And I thank you for sharing all this great information. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, how would they find you? The easiest thing would be my website, which is reflexology number two uh, go. So it's reflexology to go. Dot com. Number two or yeah, yeah, the number two. Yeah. So reflexology to go.com. And through there you find my email, my phone number. I live in sunny Ontario. <laughs> oh, sounds like a nice place to live. <laughs> and it is beautiful. Ontario's on the West Coast, right? No, Ontario is just above New York. We're neighbors. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. on the cold side. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're on the cold side. So, yeah. you know, Toronto, Toronto is, is, we call it the Canadian New York. So we're, uh, I've been to Toronto. Yeah. I've been to Montreal. I like, and I've been to um, Niagara Falls. Yes. And thank God it's open again. Yeah. So thanks again, Linda, for being on our show and for everyone who's listening join our Facebook or Instagram pages for women over 50 and continue to find out all the podcasts we're doing, all the great um, tips and information we share. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And I'm looking forward to the spring. Bye-bye. Thank you.